Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. This episode is a bullet of inspiration. Meet Jolie Dawn, the creator of the Prosperity Posse, and this is one powerful woman that I love having conversations with. She gets us to think about money in such different ways in this interview. And there's one question that she asks that I just know is going to completely turn your relationship with money around, and it's about being intimate with money. So you're going to want to stick around and catch that. She also encourages us to be more curious and to ditch comparing ourselves to anyone else, remembering that you can have everything that you want. So enjoy this week's bullet of inspiration as I sit down and chat with Jolie Dawn, based in Texas, creator of Prosperity Posse. I know you're going to get so much out of it. As always, you can click the link for more show notes and please comment, subscribe and share the episode with as many women as you can. Live from Australia and all over the world, welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. Your host, Julia Lieber, is a lifestyle redesign expert who personally relaunched her own life from being a corporate workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of her own design. She is an international coach, retreat facilitator, and spiritual teacher, and is a woman on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. With 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories, tune in to Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and live a life of zero regrets. If you want to get the latest, be sure to click subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for show notes and our blog. Well, welcome to this week's podcast, listeners. And this week, I'm so excited to be joining forces with the powerful Jolie Dawn. She's the creator of the Prosperity Posse and helps women with their money mindset. She's not only a number one Amazon bestselling author of Empowered, Sexy and Free, but she also has been voted one of San Diego's top 30 under 30 entrepreneurs by Pacific Magazine. So I'm so excited to have a chat with you today, Jolie, and pick your brains about all things prosperity. Thank you for being here. Yes, I'm so excited. My favorite conversation. (laughs) Fantastic. So why is this your favorite conversation? You know, I think, I think it's the thing that we needed to learn most that we end up teaching. And if I, if I look at my journey and I look at my life as an entrepreneur, as a young woman, money was a source of great pain and suffering for me. And when I figured out how to create money with ease and when it was coming to me in abundance and I trusted myself to create it at a pace that I wanted to create it, I mean, that's where my life like really started. I, I believe that uh, the greatest act of self-love is making the kind of money you want to make. And it's pure choice and pure freedom. And it's a, it's a conversation that I am just so passionate about. Fantastic. So why do you think there is that belief out there in the, in society? I, I hear a lot of people talk about their dreams and things they'd love to do. And it seems like almost immediately people have that thought of, oh, but you can't earn any money doing that. You know, artists, you know, yoga teachers, there's, there's these beliefs that, oh no, you can't earn any money doing that. Where do you think that comes from? Oh my gosh. Okay. You guys ready for this conversation? I mean, we got to look at where money was created and what it was really used for. So 
So I really, really love the inquiry of how did we get here? How did we become a society and a people, a humanity, where the thing that we need the most for our livelihood and safety and security is like very little training about how to manage money and get money in school. And there's every... um, every reason in the world why we should spend it and not actually have it. And so I've done a lot of study and a lot of research and just a lot of self-inquiry of just how did we get here? When nine out of 10 people report that money is the most stressful thing in their life, you know, half the people report that they divorced because of money and money problems and money strain in their relationship. And I mean, it's a, it's a source of so much pain and so much suffering as it was for me. And, um, you know, I, I really, I really did a lot of research into like, okay, what, what are we actually, what are we actually doing here with money? Why is it, why is it so confusing for people and why do so many people struggle with it? And, um, I think that just in, in the education system, we weren't, we weren't meant to really understand it. And this is not conspiracy theory or anything like that. It's just that, you know, we were meant to be very, very good employees and play, pay into the system and not ask too many questions, really. And so here's this huge surge of people, um, and especially my generation, our generation, the millennials asking the question, like, wait, how do we get here? How do I actually get freedom from this? And it's just really interesting to me that um, our parents' generation and the generations before us suffered so much with money and um, struggled with money. And it, and it was true. You had to work really, really, really hard for money. And I just don't simply think that that's, that's the way we need to do it anymore. Mm. And so with that knowledge in mind, how do you help people transform their belief from that old way of thinking that, you know, to earn money, you have to work hard and be exhausted and it's got to take you, you know, 20 years to pay off a house and a mortgage. How do you help people shift that mindset? Yeah. Okay. So the first step is to start uncovering and getting awareness around what beliefs you're mimicking because the belief of scarcity and struggle is actually not yours. You didn't invent it. You likely inherited it. And so where do we inherit this from? From whoever raised us, our parents or grandparents, whatever. Um, And then society, the collective consciousness, the collective conversation. So you turn on the news and the conversation is, oh, the gas prices and the housing prices and everything's so expensive and the cost to live. And especially now here in the United States with the election, it's like, well, everything's changing with this election. There's so much fear. But on a micro level, it's you know, we have to look at from age zero to seven, you were in what's called the theta brainwave and you picked up everything from your parents. And so we have to look at what's the conversation that you're mimicking. Um, you know, did your parents fight a lot about money? What did you see as their relationship with money? Um, and and I'll, t- I'll share a quick story here because I think it's super relevant. I, um, right after college, I was in a relationship with a very successful man. I did not trust myself in creating my own money. I had big dreams for my life and I knew I would create something for myself, but I just couldn't see how. I couldn't see how I fit into a career, couldn't see how I was actually going to make the money for myself. And it wasn't until the day that my fiance surprised me and broke up with me that I was like, okay, life, okay, universe, okay, world. I need to figure this out. I need to get very clear on like, where does this struggle coming from? Like I'm, I'm somebody who like values ease. And so I started writing down 
you know, where did I pick up this belief? What beliefs am I still running? And I, and I went to a course from one of my mentors and she asked a question about money that changed everything for me. She said, if money were your lover, would money want to have sex with you? I was like, oh my gosh, money would not want to have sex with me whatsoever. Because um, when I was 20 years old, uh, it was right after the 2008 economic collapse. I was going into college at a weird time. We just had this major recession in the United States. I was watching my dad's law firm not do well. His, his health was failing. And when I was 20, my dad decided to kill himself. So he made the irreversible decision of suicide because of money, because his law firm was going under, because he couldn't keep it all afloat, because we were in such a terrible recession. He didn't think he could support his family. Um, Not not only that, not only did I have money in the same, you know, uh, neuron system as as suicide and the reason my dad is dead, but it was the number one source of struggle and fighting in my household. I mean, both my parents were gamblers and both of them just had such wonky relationship with money. So, you know, both of them made a lot of money. My dad owned a law firm. He was a lawyer. My mom was a psychiatric nurse. So multiple six figures coming in, but we were always broke. We never had enough money, like from my mom's car getting repoed to like not being able to pay for school pictures. And then on the other hand, it was sort of like feast and famine because it's like, oh, we bought a sailboat. Oh, we're renting a mansion for a Christmas party. So I never could understand like, am I upper middle class rich or am I totally poor? And that was, that was the, the imprinting and the pattern that I had around money, which was it's always feast or famine. If you have it, somebody's going to take it from you. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest source of pain and struggle. Um, it's the reason why my dad chose to end his life. And I just don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to be a part of the money system. Like this sucks. I'd much rather go live in Honduras, take some money and just live as cheaply as I possibly can and just not deal with money whatsoever. So if I asked myself the question, and this is why this question really like changed something for me because I wrote down, if money were my lover, would money money want to have sex with me? I was like, oh my gosh, like we are so distant right now. Money is way over there and I'm way over here. And what I'm basically saying to money is stay far away from me. I don't want anything to do with you. You're annoying. You're frustrating. You're the greatest source of pain in my life. And when I started writing things down, I was like, oh my gosh, energetically, I have both my hands up with money, like get away from me. So most everybody who comes through my course, who's like, Jolie, I'm not bringing in enough money in my business. I'm like, well, let's look at what the conversation about money is. It's the root of all evil and rich people are bad people. And, um, you know, money is the source of fighting. And if I, and if I announce that I have money, people are just going to take it from me. So what's the point in making it anyway? Like there's just so many beliefs about money. We're so confused about what money is. And if we actually just tuned into what money is, is more money to me is more choices. More money to me is a measure of how grateful people are for me. And, um, you know, I started to do the inner work. I really started to repair this relationship with money as I would a distant lover. Powerful. And so where are you in money today? <laughs> Girl, I'm rocking prosperity on so many levels, you know, prosperous in the way that I take care of myself, prosperous in self-love, prosperous in my bank account, prosperous in my relationships. And I mean, it's, it's a standard I've set for myself. I just, I wouldn't have it any other way and it's non-negotiable for me. And so I've created the systems, I've created my business to be in a way that I 
I, I know how to make money. I know the energy of money now. And when I got that formula, oh my gosh, I mean, just whole body, whole system, relaxation and peace, really. And a deep sense of safety, I would imagine then for anything that you are doing in your life and stepping out into, there's that, that, that base level of foundation of knowing, I know I can do this. And so you really have just that, that ability to take on anything you're passionate about and lead women who are passionate then towards it because you have that safety of the formula that you've created. Yeah. Yeah. And something I talk about in my program is the different flavors of money. Mm -hmm. And so the the kind of money that my bank account is full with is the money that I've created doing something that I absolutely love doing something I'm really extraordinarily good at, which is coaching and setting up business systems and sales processes. So more money is flowing into the business and something I'm having total fun with. So my business comes with me as I travel the world. And I mean, I, it's a flavor of money. Like when I spend money, when I like take myself shopping or have an experience with myself, I'm, it's a, such a different experience because it's not only is it my money that I earned, but I earned it doing something that I absolutely love, which feels completely different than money that you earn doing something you hate that you felt forced to do that somebody else's money. I mean, it's so unfulfilling to uh, go shopping with somebody else's money. Like you only get receive 10% of it. I mean, and I have a lot of experience with that and I've seen a lot of my friends, you know, um, go down that path where, where they get into a relationship for safety. And it's not even like you're receiving like, okay, you're wearing a Prada bag, but you're receiving 5% of that. than if you were to actually buy that for yourself and it was, it was a symbol of how much of your heart you put into something. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's super powerful. <laughs> so, so women who are feeling like they want to follow their passion and they want to, they want to earn money from things they love doing and they feel like alive doing versus maybe that job where they're feeling like they get their paycheck each week or each fortnight, but it's a symbol of the hard, you know, working hard, the tired, the maybe being away from their kids or their partners and all of that. That's what that money is symbolizing. How can you convey to them that if they take that leap and start earning money in the ways that they love, that they'll probably actually, even if they're earning the same, they'll probably actually end up better off because they're going to value it more. Like what, what would your message be to them about that? Mm -hmm. So to my fellow sister, to my fellow human who is in a job right now, who's wondering how in the world do I get out of this? Here is a very, very crucial step, first step on your path. And it's going to seem very simple. So it'll be easy for the mind to skip over it. So I want to set some context around it, that the most simple things are the most profound shifts. So the first thing you want to do here, I mean, I'm imagining right now the woman in her job that's like, I can barely last another day, but at the same time, I've got bills and, and it's, it, there's very real consequences to quitting this job. So the first thing to do, and which is, it sounds simple, but I guarantee most women are not doing this. Most people are not doing this is to get extremely curious and ask as many questions of life as you can. So a great way to do this is to get a journal and to write every single day. What would it feel like if I was actually living in my passion? What would that be? What would it be like if I were clear? What would, what would the next step be if I knew what the next step was? Who am I and what am I capable of creating? 
what could the future actually look like for me if it was beyond my wildest imagination? So starting to ask questions, because what we do um, much of the time is there's so many judgments and conclusions. There's, I can't quit this job. I'm too needed here. My husband would kill me. What would my friends think of me? My parents would have like their day with it. Um, and I would be completely unsafe. It's not even a possibility for me. So people cut off that possibility for themselves. They don't even let themselves indulge in the experience of dreaming. So for everybody in that spot right now, become a wild dreamer. Use your imagination for good. We've been given this powerful tool called a human brain, called a mind, called an imagination. You can create any scenario for yourself if you're bold enough and willing to do it. It's going to take some guts to start admitting to yourself that you want something more, that you believe in something bigger for yourself. I mean, it's going to take some serious, bold uh, just courage inside of you to say to yourself, I want something more. I deserve something more. I, I know that it's possible for me to create something more. I have no idea what that looks like right now, but I know that I'm supported by the universe that always has my back every single time. I mean, even just a function of me being alive right now and being in a human body, I am supported. I am loved. I am taken care of. Of. And I know that if I take the first step in faith, which is declaring that I want something more and I want something different and I'm going to write about it and I'm going to indulge my senses in it, the life is going to show me the next step. And it's not my responsibility to know the next step. So stage one is curiosity. Like, oh, what would that be like? What would that feel like? What would that look like? You know, what would the experience of something more be? And do I even know like what that is. And if not, what could be the next step that could show me? So going into a phase of wild curiosity, be super aware of the judgments and conclusions that you've placed on yourself and the places where you put yourself in a box, cut yourself off from possibility and just created a whole ton of limitation for yourself. And that's the very, very first step to start to start in this is declare you want something more, declare it as possible, declare yourself as worthy, and start getting very curious about what it could feel and look like. I just want to let that settle. That was such a powerful message <laughs> that I love that being curious and asking what would it feel like if I was living in my passion and just allowing, like I talk about women needing to exercise their dreaming muscles because yeah. if you haven't been exercising those dreaming muscles and you want to jump to, to, to follow your passion, you're trying to lift a hundred, hundred kilos or a hundred pounds with like mm. teeny tiny little arm muscles. You know, you've got to practice every single day before you go for that big, big weight. Right. And, and so I love that become a wild dreamer. And that's, you know, when, when you can use the full capacity of your mind like that mm. and play out scenarios, then I, I agree your nervous system, your body, your, your spirit, your energy, everything you're attracting starts being more open. And the, I, I think that the message that you're sending through is definitely about noticing if you've got those blocks up, like what you talked about, all those beliefs, they were keeping you safe and they were keeping money far, far away from you. And I had a really similar one that I just uncovered a few months ago that I had made the decision, I don't want anything to do with money because I'd associated that with all the problems in my parents' relationship too. Uh, mm. And so it's powerful when you do unpick those beliefs, isn't it? It's very freeing. So. Oh yeah. my gosh. And it, they actually carry like weight to them. So you'll feel when you start chipping away these beliefs and you give yourself permission to just lighten up, you will feel, you will have the experience in your body of being lighter. 
which is why people like when they go to big transformational events and they like ditch a bunch of beliefs and they, they meet a new version of themselves, they walk out and they're like, I feel like I'm floating. Yeah. Cause these beliefs carry an atomic weight and a cosmic weight. And it really is going to make you feel heavy in your body. Mm, pow- very powerful. So yeah. what else would you recommend to, because a pattern that I've noticed in um, people staying in safe jobs or staying in security is there's a lack of self-worth or seeing their own value. So what would you say to that or what would your encouragement be on a, a way to enhance and see your own worth and your own value? Yes, I'm so happy you asked. So here's step two. Um, ditch the, the, the whole world of comparison and realize that you're going to need to be a trailblazer. So what happens is we, on top of our conclusion that nothing can change because this is just the way it is and it's too hard and I don't believe I can do it. What we do is we look on Facebook and we look on Instagram and we see everybody else that's crushing it. You know, they appear to be rocking it. Um, by the way, I've seen so many people, like hundreds, that appear to be rocking it online and their personal lives are a mess or they're like money coaches and they're not making any money. So what we do is we create so much pain for ourselves when we look online. We're like, what in the world does she know? How is she that far? Why is she so much further than me? I'm left behind. I suck. So we spend almost every single day in the comparison mode because we have this platform called social media that allows us to compare ourselves. So you have to be so vigilant in realizing that nobody's path is going to look like yours. Not a single one. And when you are feeling depleted in self-worth, it's because you're comparing yourself. It's because you have this false image of what you're capable of. And if you could see your own brilliance, I mean, if, if any of you could, I'd get a coach and a really good coach and I I have the wish that everybody on the planet meets their match for a coach. Because when you have a coach that can see your brilliance and reflect it back to you, and you get to see through their eyes what you're capable of, it's like, watch out world. And this is why the coaching industry is a multi-billion dollar industry because it makes a difference for people. Like, you know what, what Juliet is doing for people. And I mean, in what I'm doing, what a bunch of other coaches are doing is like, we're stepping in and and saying like, you can actually do this. And here's how I'm going to show you how I've done it. Um, and then so amazing that you're already here listening to a podcast like this, because you're filling up your space, you're filling up your energetic body with a belief in yourself and slowly, but surely one day you're going to be like, Hey, wait, I've had this belief the whole time that I can't, and I actually can. And that's going to be your fuel to create. So just realize this as a step two, after you've done this wild dreaming phase, curiosity phase, just know that nobody has ever done what you're about to create. So yes, it's going to be scary. Yes, it's going to be completely uncertain, but you're the trailblazer. And this is the game of life. We get to discover what our unique gifts are. We get to discover our talents. Nobody knows for sure what's going to work. We're all just guessing and figuring out as, as we go. Some people look like they know what they're doing. They actually don't because we're all making it up on the fly. I'm really good. Somewhere along the path, I developed this skill of confidence. So it looks like I always know what I'm doing, but I don't. I absolutely do not. Every single time before I do a Facebook Live, I'm like, wait, what am I going to say? What am I going to do before a launch? Is this going to work? doubt is normal. And actually there's healthy amounts of doubt and fear. That's our creative power. That's the force behind us that kicks our butt a little bit. So don't create a story that's detrimental. 
don't create a story that everybody's further than you. I mean, you're only just diminishing yourself in that story. Create a story that will actually serve you. Like, um, it actually is possible for me and I will be successful the moment that I try. Um, the moment that I am given the opportunity, I'm going to show up in a big way and prove to myself how I can do this. So yeah, step one, unleash your wild dreamer. Step two, know that you're a trailblazer and nobody in the world has ever done it like you. So you've got to, you've got to figure it out. You've got to discover that for yourself. Mm, I love that. And I agree that feeling of doubt and fear, it never goes away. Uh, I've found it really useful to relabel it as a fog. So F-O-G, feeling of growth. And when I get that feeling, I'm like, oh, I'm growing. I've got that feeling of growth. And it's uh, and it helps you kind of push into it and step into it versus what we you know, unconsciously will do to protect ourselves is try and shy away from it. And yeah, anytime mm-hmm. you're getting that feeling of resistance or you're getting that just churning feeling in your stomach, it means there's some amazing stuff on the other side. So it's, it's very powerful. So what about our patterns that you see with some of the women that you work with? Is there anything else that you've noticed that's, that's quite interesting or that, that could help our listeners? Yeah. So the, the last step I'll give you guys here is developing a very healthy relationship with action. So, I mean, I've helped hundreds of people at this point build their businesses. I'm very results driven. So I love to see businesses that crush it and actually work in the world and bring in thousands of dollars. But the thing is, when you're in the beginning stage, everybody makes the assumption it has to be perfect to move forward. And almost every single woman is like, wait, it's not right though. It's not right. And if I waited, my book here, Empowered, Sexy, and Free, if I waited until this thing was perfect, I'd still be working on it because it's never going to be perfect. And we have to release our babies out of the nest um, before they're ready. And I actually just saw on like a, a National Geographic or something channel, like when the baby birds leave the nest and they are not even remotely ready. You guys need to just watch a video YouTube, baby birds leaving the nest. These ones literally like rolled off the nest and their wings didn't even work until halfway down the mountain. So, I mean, we are inseparable from nature. Sometimes we have to push our own selves off the cliff and just see what our wings can do. And so if you're one of those people that's a perfectionist and we all have an inner perfectionist and just expresses itself in different ways, you've got to get a very healthy relationship with getting things done and getting into action because, um, you know, the law of attraction and everything we've learned about, like, it'll come to me. It's missing this major step of you taking the first step. And the quote that I love here is you win just by playing and you take a step and you take a step and you take a step and you can't even quite see where it's leading you. You don't even really know. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, that was a massive win. That was the accumulation of those three steps that looked like they weren't taking me anywhere, but they magically brought me here. And so sometimes we just need to do it before we're ready. Do it when it feels uncomfortable. Like you said, the fog, the feeling of growth, like it's going to feel majorly uncomfortable. I mean, you're putting yourself out in a position to be rejected, which is the scariest thing for human beings. We don't want to be rejected. We want to belong to something. So, um, I want everybody who's listening to, you know, do a writing assignment, just start to inquire, like, what's my relationship to taking action? Do I feel really stopped by it? Do I let myself get into my head? You know, you ask the question, what do I see in my coaching programs? And I see this all the time. People come up with amazing plans. Like I'm talking pages and pages of notes and ideas and creators and creatives, and they just got all the plans in the world, but it's all just a great idea until it gets implemented. Hmm. 
powerful. <laughs> I think, I think um, that you, you hit a few nails on the head there for me as well. So that's powerful. Thank you. And so last couple of questions I want to ask who your biggest inspirations have been male and female on your journey. Mm. Okay. Let's go with... Um, Hmm. I mean, I have to call out some of the trailblazers in my industry because they made something possible that wasn't, I didn't even know was possible before. So going to Awesomeness Fest, I really saw this industry called personal development. I'd never seen this industry before. I didn't know it existed. I didn't understand the world of coaching and I was right out of college. Um, and then, you know, I saw Gabrielle Bernstein speak at Awesomeness Fest. I think it was 2012. And I just remember being like, yes, woman, yes. So here's a, here's a woman who's not only got this amazing, um, she, she really walks the talk, got this amazing connection to the divine and these spiritual tools, but she's a brilliant marketer and a brilliant businesswoman. And so, I mean, not 100% of the time I resonate with her teachings. And I mean, it's not like she's my, my, my God and my one all be all, but I do really respect how she's really grounded in what her teachings are and that she's a brilliant businesswoman. I mean, that woman knows uh, retargeting on Facebook ads like nobody's business. I mean, she's got funnel strategies down. And that really takes something. Yeah, you've got a team, but you're the director of your team. And so I really admire that about her. Um, then let's go with a male. Let's see. Gosh, there's so many. And I don't want to be generic and say Tony Robbins. <laughs> um, Poor Tony. Everyone's. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going with Tony Robbins. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I have to give huge honor to the man who created this industry. Mm. And the word life coaching did not exist before Tony Robbins. Everybody called him crazy. Everybody called him stupid. Everyone called it ridiculous that you would pay somebody to coach you on your life. And he normalized it and he blazed the trail for all of us to come behind and be like, I can help you with your life. Um, not only that, but the man's got presence. He's an intuitive, he's empathic, he's powerful. And um, I think that it's phenomenal, the legacy he's created for himself. Hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, I can tell that he's made a big influence. And I know you went to his event last year. Um, and then you also met Gary V earlier this year. How was that? I did. Yes. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, I love the realness. I mean, the man knows who he is. I mean, I don't think he's spent a day in his life looking at somebody else saying, why can't I be like that? And he talks openly that he actually doesn't read books. He doesn't study from other people. He learns by doing. And I think sometimes he's a little extreme. Like I think that there's a great balance of both learning and doing. Uh, the guy is a phenomenal brand. I mean, I think one of a legend when it comes to marketing and he cares deeply about people. He really, really devotes a lot of his life to motivating the masses in a unique way. I mean, he gets people into action that would normally like never take a, one step towards their dream. So he's reaching people, he's influencing in a big way. And I think that that's hugely honorable. Mm. I love that every single thing you have said about the three people you mentioned, I can see in you. 
And I think that's so beautiful. You know, we can't see any traits in others that we don't have ourselves. So when the podcast goes live and you listen back to it, I want you to listen to all of the words you used to describe Gabby Bernstein, Tony Robbins and Gary Vee and just hear how that's how hundreds if not thousands of people see you in their lives and you are that beacon of light for them. So it's so powerful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so receiving that. That was such yeah. a beautiful compliment. I'm really letting that soak into myself. Thank you. I think um, this has just been a bullet of inspiration for our listeners and I know that people are going to look up your book and find out more details and so I'll have details of how to find your website on this podcast link as well Uh, and I really just want to say thank you not only for sharing your message today and being so generous with your time but for being who you are in this world and being every inch of the power that you are and not apologizing for it, not not hiding any part of it, just radiating so bright that for a lot of people I would imagine it would be blinding and um, you just keep keep doing it and it's, it's an exciting life that you're creating every single day right now. So final words or final messages for our listeners, is there something you want to say to, to end up, to finish up? Yeah. Yes, I just want to acknowledge you for creating this conversation for people. I think you're phenomenal. It's been amazing to watch your journey. I think anybody that comes across you is extremely blessed and lucky. You are bright and you're the real deal. And um, I just really appreciate you having me on your show. And to the woman or to the person who is listening right now, I just want you to know that you absolutely can do this. You can have everything that you want for yourself. You are a magical, infinite being. You are a miracle. I mean, if you just look at your human body, you are an absolute miracle. And so I just want to grant you all the permission in the world to dream and to take action around your dreams and to know that you are worthy. You are born worthy. And if you don't believe in yourself right now, you can borrow my belief in you and you can borrow Juliet's belief in you because we believe in you. We believe it's possible. And so, um, I just want to send you off knowing that universal truth, knowing who you really are and feeling like you have all all the tools that you need to get started. I love that. I just got shivers when you said that because I realized that there's three people in this conversation right now. There's you and me and then there's the listener and the internal conversation that the listener is having right now as a result of this interaction that is shifting from a I can't, I'm afraid to a I can and I feel empowered. And that third conversation that you and I can't consciously here right now but I know it's happening in the future uh, that's that's what's so powerful about this and um, yeah I'm so grateful for your time and your energy and your presence so let's say good no- goodbye and, and it's good night in Texas and <laughs> good morning in Australia but thank you so much Jolie and I wish you so much success oh, thank you so much and to the listeners um, yeah feel free to connect feel free to shoot me a message I'm happy to chat thank you so much Juliet big big blessings to you dear Bye. That's this episode's inspiration for Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia and all over the world. Visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for resources to help you relaunch your life. And remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.